Welcome to another episode of the Outpace Podcast. As always, we just want to say thank you to all of the listeners and the subscribers. We have over 7,000 people subscribed to Outpace thus far. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you head over to outpace.substack.com or the link in the bio in the show notes in order to go over there and subscribe. We do three to four posts a week and a podcast. And if you are a paying subscriber, you get an extra podcast and access to a private LinkedIn group where CX professionals, founders, CEOs all hang out and talk about customer experience, how it's impacting their lives, and more. And so today we have an awesome guest, Duncan Robertson, on the podcast talking about structural engineering, talking about culture and workplace culture and how that impacts employees' productivity and longevity with a company. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear it and give us feedback on how you thought the episode went. Uh, but without further ado, here's Duncan. All Robertson. right, this week I have a very special guest. A longtime friend of mine is Duncan. Robertson. He is currently the senior manager and in, in, uh, marketing specialist here at uh, TGE. He also is the president of the Idaho chapter of the SMPS. And I'm very excited to have him on and talk a little bit about company culture. We're going to surround some customer experience on this thing and sprinkle in a couple of other uh, topics that I got. But uh, Duncan, thank you so much for your time and uh, welcome onto the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Clay. Fun to uh, talk a little bit about business and work and life and kind of wrap it all into one. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I feel like we've done so much together. I know you guys still have the uh, Climb the Ladder podcast talking about baseball. And I feel like, you know, we've been friends for a long time and um, we met at Boise State. And so we've known each other, but we've had these like separate careers that we've also been working on and they've really never like crossed paths. But I've always, you know, wanted, uh, you know, have been cheering you on from the sideline, of course. But I've always wanted to talk about what you guys are doing at TGE. You've obviously worked there for almost three years now. Uh, which is crazy, which actually, is it three or four years? Yeah, coming up on four here in June. So I'm about three and a half right now, which is just wild to think about. Yeah, crazy how time flies. So uh, yeah, so you know what? I want to talk about company culture first off, because I think that uh, that's something that TGE does really well. But first, I want you to go over kind of your background, how you got to TGE, you know, what it was like uh, getting, you know, accreditations and things like that to TGE. I know that you're from Washington, you're a fellow Washingtonian like I am. And so, you know, how did you end up in Boise and how did you end up at TGE? Yeah, well, I think being a Bronco is always uh, my destiny. I always wanted to go to Boise State, grew up rooting for the team on the blue turf, which as a kid was about all I knew about Boise State. But as I started to look at leaving Washington State and going somewhere else, um, Boise State was more and more appealing. And fast forward, had a great four years there, you know, rooting on sports teams and also got an education that I was very thankful for. But um, four years came and went and it started um, coming time to find a job. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted it to be. Um, But I knew that I liked people. I knew I liked events and advertising and didn't know what that would categorize as. Um, I studied communication. So anybody out there knows that that can pretty much mean anything. Um, and so decided first that, yeah, Boise was where I wanted to call home after I graduated. And so um, like you and like a lot of our friends stayed in Boise right after graduation. Um, I know some people have since moved on, um, but it's somewhere that I've just enjoyed kind of building 
this next chapter after college in. So um, I love Boise first and foremost, but the other part of that was, well, it's, you know, nice to stay in town, but you also have to get a job and start supporting yourself in the real world. And so that was how I landed at Tamarack Grove. Um, if you would have asked me four years ago today, if I knew that you could do marketing for a structural engineering company, I would have said, no, I, I've never heard of that. And then if you asked me if I wanted the job, I honestly probably would have said no at the time. But um, I mean, the doors that have opened since then, it's been amazing just what I've gotten to be part of first, but also just manage and oversee as a marketing team of one. Um, I get to wear kind of all of the hats. Um, I love that. But um, yeah, it's just been amazing <laughs> to see what marketing in this can do. Um, there's so much that goes on in the kind of around the construction industry for people that aren't familiar with it. And so to blend my passion of promotion and building relationships with people to then also promote a pretty cool industry that as a non-engineer, I didn't know anything about. Um, it's really a great blend of kind of all the passion. So yeah, fast forward four more years uh, after college and I'm still promoting a structural engineering firm in Boise, but I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. So cool. I love the uh, just path that you took to be able to get get to the engineering side of things. I feel like I took a similar but like, you know, mysterious route to into software where I'm not a software engineer, I'm not a software developer, but yet I carved this like nice little career in a space where, you know, I don't know, I didn't at the beginning know a ton about it. And so, you know, doing that is definitely a leap uh, for sure. So I really want to talk about Tamarack Grove and, you know, how uh, the differences between, you know, day one starting at Tamarack Grove, how many people uh, were included in the company, what was the company size like, and fast forward four years years, you know, what does that company size look like now? And, you know, the differences between the very beginning and where you find yourself now? Yeah, really good question. I think, I mean, one of the biggest things that drew me to Tamarack Grove was the culture. And that's why we're here today. That's why, honestly, why a lot of people know what Tamarack Grove is. They probably couldn't tell you what we do or how we do it. But um, my job is to promote the culture and promote the people that make up this structural engineering firm. And so, one, having the opportunity to do that is just a joy for me, um, getting to bring the stories out of people and learn more about their lives and why they like to do structural engineering. Um, but then getting to the size of the company and kind of who we are, um, we were probably right around 30 people when I started um, back in 2019. And we're uh, just at 40 now with about four or five more people starting this summer um, with the goal to be up to 50 by the end of 2023. So we're, we're growing pretty aggressively, but really it's just to meet the demand of our clients and we're licensed um, all across North America. We're licensed across Canada. We have all 50 States and we can do it all from the comfort of our office here in Boise, which is kind of cool because our projects take us sometimes all over the world, but at the end of the day, we can go skiing in Idaho and, and call Boise home. So um, it's really cool to see the type of work that our engineers get to do, um, but also figure out new ways to, build relationships, promote the projects that they're working on, because there's so many different types of projects that they work on. Um, but at the end of the day, we can all be friends and have kind of that adventurous mindset. And at, we're also just not your stereotypical engineering firm. I love telling people that because 
when someone looks at me and they say, oh, you're in marketing, but for an engineering company, I always get the most puzzled looks. Um, and so when I tell people, hey, come into our office for 10 minutes and you'll hear more laughter in our engineering office than you will in 10 others. So that's kind of, I would say that's one of those things that just sets us apart. Yeah, that's so amazing. And just the fact that you guys have done it intentionally, I think that a lot of times uh, culture gets built mm-hmm. unintentionally, uh, whether it's the people around and, you know, the group of people that gets, you know, put into the situations that are uh, in a company. I think that that usually creates the culture, but it sounds like there's been such an intentional nature of what Tamarack Grove is trying to do around culture and really hire for culture and, also build that culture while people are working there. So tell me a bit about that intentional nature, like, you know, going out and being picky uh, about the people that you bring in. And on top of that, while they're brought in, you know, what do you guys do specifically, I guess, to nurture some of that culture uh, and make people feel like, you know, they found a ho- uh, found a home. At yeah, Tamar I would Grove. say intentionality is the biggest thing that we focus on from you know, a simple email or phone call to our clients, making sure it's respectful to the type of people that we hire and really everything in between. Um, running a very intentional, a very purposeful company of, you know, we hire and fire by our values. If somebody fits the culture, um, we know that they can learn what we're doing here, but you can't teach culture. You can teach engineering. You can teach somebody how to run calculations on a project, but you can't teach someone to be a good person. You can't teach somebody how to have that adventurous mindset or honestly more of a laid back mindset. We're not uptight here. We don't um, wear suits and ties. I was at a lunch the other day and they said, oh, it's casual Friday. And luckily for us, it's casual Monday through Friday, you know, we're just, we're intentional with the the people that we have, <laughs> sure. but we're also intentional with the things that we do. And so, um, yeah, really, I think when we're searching for somebody to join our team, qualifications are important, but the resume is probably the thing other than do they have the, the qualities of an engineer? Um, what we're looking for is everything else. What drives you? What wakes you up in the morning? What excites you? And, why do you want to be part of this thing called Tamarack Grove? You know, there's 10 other structural engineering firms in Boise and there's probably thousands across the country, but we don't want to be like everybody else. We want to keep growing with our clients because we know there's a need there across the country, but we also want to keep growing and offering this culture to other people by being intentional and um, getting to the point of kind of maintaining and really improving the culture every single day. Um, I mean, for example, this weekend, we're headed up to Tamarack Ski Resort and we're doing a full optional team ski weekend, but over half the company is going because they want to go because they want to spend time outside of work with the people that they spend 40 plus hours a week with. And so whether it's camping trips or ski weekends, uh, summer parties, or we do a big kickoff annual event at the beginning of each year, um, it all goes in to being intentional with how you build and maintain your culture. 
Yeah, that's that's incredible. And what I found too is that the founders really lead the culture in most cases, especially with uh, small to mid-sized companies where you're interacting with either the founders or people that were day one, day two people uh, at the company. And so can you talk to me a little bit about your founders at TGE and you know what they've meant to you, uh, whether it's a mentorship or just culminating some of the culture that you see around TGE yeah, every day? I, I love our founders and our owners. Um, we have two owners of the company. One is Brian, who actually started the company back in 2003. So we're celebrating 20 years officially this year, which is just crazy to look back on and see the growth of the company, the growth of the personnel. Um, but Brian, personally to me, he's been a mentor. He helped me as I was preparing to get married. Um, you know, he's just somebody who speaks truth and wisdom into my life, which is kind of all you can ask for in somebody that you see every day at the office. Um, but he's also been a huge professional mentor to me. I mean, he went to school to be a structural engineer and nobody asked him to be an amazing mentor or care about marketing or put on funny costumes. Um, but he does all of that. And I couldn't ask for somebody better like that to have in my life. Um, I mean, last summer we wore neon suits at a conference in Atlanta and for an engineer to go out and do that um, with the, you know, kind of entry level marketing guy was pretty cool for me, but it also left a huge impact on the people around us. And then even just a month ago in San Diego, we put on full seventies disco attires and did a whole dinner boat cruise. And um, it just gets back to the intentionality. It would be so easy not to do that, but we only have one life and we're trying to have fun while we're doing it. If, you know, at the end of the day, we can provide a structural engineering project, kind of the cherry on top. But if you're not having fun along the way, um, it doesn't really matter. So I love Brian. Um, we're super close. And and the fact that he cares about marketing and pours into that, both with his time, with his energy and financially um, as the company goes, it really helps me to have the freedom, the creative freedom to do and try a lot of different things. Um, and then Doug is the other owner. He started as employee number two with Tamarack Grove back in 2011. He was an intern. Brian said, I'll never hire somebody else full time. Um, we're just going to keep it small. They literally worked in an insulated shed in the back of, uh, in the backyard of Brian's house. And so Doug's been here for about 12 years, came on as minority owner a couple years ago. And I mean, you talk about the yin to Brian's yang. It's they make such a great partnership and they care about each other personally um, and they care deeply about the success of our team. And so Doug is equally as passionate about marketing. He's out there going to lunches and developing relationships on his own and with me. Um, and so the fact that they both care so much about the company, they care so much about me, not just as what my title is, but as a person too, um, it just makes it fun and it makes me want to wake up and come back every day and do it again. So cool to hear just all about uh, Tamarack Grove's culture and what you guys have built and, you know, e even your trips to Atlanta and San Diego and how, how that's really shaped your career as a whole. But I want to touch on one thing that was really interesting to me uh, as you talked about the founders and, you know, really the overarching theme mm -hmm. is trust. 
you know, they trust uh, the employees that they hire to do a good job and to be able to uh, carry out the things that Tamarack Grove believes in uh, as a business, but also as founders and culturally as well. And so um, talk to me a bit about, you know, the trust that you feel having, you know, that responsibility of marketing the structural engineering company, uh, but, you know, kind of the freedom that you're allowed just because you feel that trust and uh, going after things that you may not go after if you have potentially a boss or maybe a higher up that you'd be like, man, that'd be a really awkward conversation <laughs> to have, you know, in the future. So talk to me about the trust that, you know, they've put in you uh, to carry out. Some yeah, of those I think trust is... 100% the most important thing that a team could have. Um, you could be a team of a thousand, you could be the founder of Amazon, or you could be a 40 person engineering company. I think regardless of team size of organization size, you have to have trust because without it, there's no productivity, there's no fun. Um, and really there's no creativity. And I think that trust that was given to me really from day one, they said, Hey, we're not going to micromanage. Um, Honestly, we haven't had marketing before, so we trust that <laughs> what you're going to do is is going to work. And also, if it doesn't, let's go back to the drawing board and see what does. And so I think really being given the keys at an early stage, you know, in my time at Tamarack Grove, and I mean, they didn't know, but I was just a dumb kid right out of college that really didn't know the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook and any strategy behind it, but I think without trust, there wouldn't have been any growing on my part. I think it would have been easy for me to just fit into the box that was created for me. Um, but luckily, I didn't step into a box. It, they basically said, hey, go and try and do and let's see what works because we're kind of all learning together. And so that element of trust is so important because for me on the marketing side, being able to go and develop relationships of my own and promote the company in a way that I know that our clients and potential clients are going to enjoy. Um, that gives me energy and excitement because I know that I can come up with different campaigns and I can promote the company using video and podcasts and images in a way that I'm, I personally didn't know it was an option before, but again, without trust, I probably wouldn't have gotten to that point. And so really being able, able to rely on the owners, rely on our operations people, the rest of our administrative team um, to have those questions answered, to bounce things off of people. But at the end of the day, just be able to run with it and know that what we're putting out there is something that people enjoy. Um, it all gets back to trust because if it's not there, there's no creativity. There's no new campaign or new celebration or promotion. Um, so on the marketing side, that's so important. And then the trust for just our team leaders. We have six amazing team leaders. We have another seventh team leader who leads our CAD team. And Doug and Brian trust all of those leaders 100% to basically manage their own small businesses within our greater company. And so when they have trust to talk to clients, to invoice clients and set fees and set deadlines, um, it really just brings everybody to a higher standard and they meet that higher standard because they know they don't have to bounce every question off of one of the owners. They have the autonomy to go and promote the company how they want to work, you know, in the ways that work for them. But it all comes back to trust because, we are meeting weekly. We're all under the same roof and we all know at the end of the day, it's for the greater success of the team. Um, and so 
it all boils down to trust. What can trust do for you and how can that help people? Um, I, I hope that going forward, we're a living case study of that. That's absolutely incredible. And there's so many, there's like so many good gold nuggets in there that I, we obviously this podcast is about customer experience, but we've talked to so many founders and business owners. And now Duncan, who's a marketing and a business developer uh, at his company. And so I think that, you know, first off, I want to say that like it really struck a chord with me when you talk about uh, having that like trust of like right out of college or, you know, doing a career change or something like that. I think that that is huge. You know, though, like I, I personally, owe like there's this one person, I'll just shout him out. Brent Co-Peters, I owe my, like my whole career to, I feel like because he took a chance on this dumb kid that walked into his office, <laughs> you know, right out of college. And, you know, now, now I'm a, a director of a company and I feel so grateful for having those experiences because unless they took a chance on me, you know, there was no opportunity to gain some of those experiences. There's no opportunity to potentially mess up and learn from it and things like that. So I think it's really important for companies to understand that some of your best employees aren't going to be, aren't going to come to you perfectly, uh, you know, wrapped with a bow on it and, you know, handed to you and say, Hey, this is going to be a perfect employee. Uh, sometimes you have to be able to mold those employees to exactly what you want. Um, and just take a chance on people, you know, if they fit culturally, you can teach them all the rest, like you said. So whether it's structural engineering, whether it's software or another, uh, space, I think that there's a lot of things that you can teach that, there's a lot of people that don't get opportunities just because they don't have that one mm-hmm. skill that is so easily teachable, although they would have been such a great fit and they miss out on having a great employee of the company. Um, so I, I really, really appreciate, you know, those uh, those gold nuggets from from Duncan and uh, moving on to just how customer experience plays a role in Tamarack Grove. You mentioned having those close personal relationships with some of the uh, people that you're contracting with, some of the businesses that you're contracting with. But uh, tell me a, a bit about like that customer experience that you guys have curated over the past four years uh, from you know the people that work at Tamarack Grove to the businesses that you're really serving. Yeah, so important. Um, this industry oftentimes is so transactional. And it's so sad to see somebody just chasing a project for months and months and then they don't get that. And then it's okay, back to the drawing board. How are we going to make money this month? Where we look at the, we really honestly look at the industry as one big relationship. If you go anywhere on our website or our social media, you'll see the tagline relationship driven. And it would be easy for a company to put those words on there and not live by it. But lucky for us and and really back to that intentionality we hire people that also care about developing relationships and focusing on that above everything else our priority is not getting a structural engineering project out the door that's how we make money but our priority is people our priority is enhancing those relationships that we have because everybody on the other end of an email or the other end of a phone call they're not just another project fee. They're not just another project number. They're a real person like you and I. And when we can remember that, when we're going into, you know, maybe messing up on a deadline or maybe there's a change order that needs to be done. Um, In the history of engineering, when it has been so transactional and so um, cutthroat, you know, very competitive industry, 
when we can flip that on its head and just be in relationship with people at the end of the day, we get to work with the people that we like and that's awesome. Um, and so I think getting back to just how we deliver that client experience, we try to set ourselves apart. We try to be intentional with our phone calls with, you know, instead of just reaching out to somebody to talk about project specific details, ask how their kid's doing, ask how the baseball game that they had to leave early for yesterday went, um, you know, ask how their ski weekend was, get to know the person on a personal level so that it's more enjoyable for both parties involved, but it also elevates that client experience because when somebody is just another number to us, or when we're just another sub consultant to somebody, what's the fun in that? We all have to come to work every day. We're all putting in 40 plus hours a week. And if we can't be in relationship with the people that we're talking to and working with, um, to me, it's kind of, what's the point, you know? So developing those relationships, taking time to get to know somebody and treating somebody like they're not just another transaction. They're not just another, you know, project or invoice or deadline, treating people like people and having that respect, I think goes such a long way when you're talking about client experience. Absolutely. That's, it's so cool to see, like, regardless of what category you're in, regardless of what workforce you're in, regardless even what job you have, marketing, customer experience, sales, it always leads back to relationships. And I actually love that because for a lot of people that understand how important relationships are, it's an easy thing to be able to create those relationships and understand, hey, these matter a lot. And I got to spend a lot of time making sure. And uh, shout out to the people with like a great memory. Like if you have a good memory, I feel like you're already at the top of your game for relationships. Because if you can remember like one thing about somebody, or if you can remember somebody's name from a, two years ago and then call them out by name, like you're already way ahead of the game. So I envy the people with like <laughs> great memories. I have to work on that all the time. But relationships, I absolutely love the the point of just making sure that, you know, having those relationships with people instead of being a transactional kind of deal uh, with whoever you're working with. And I think that uh, that speaks to longevity. Longevity is like a major portion of structural engineering. I'm sure whether you get one contract mm -hmm. or you get 10, uh, that could be the difference, right? So make it, having a relationship um, you know, with those people and making sure that you are taking care of the people that you're working for and you're working with uh, is super awesome. So it's cool to see Tamarack Grove at the, at the forefront of that and uh, having that relationships matter you know, as really a moniker for the business. So, uh, I really want to dive into, you know, going off topic about like not necessarily Tamarack Grove, but what you've done in your career personally, uh, SMPS has been a big part of your career so far. And I want to first off, congratulate you for, uh, being voted in as president. But I also want to talk about SMPS and the power of community and the power of groups and careers, uh, and how they could really like give you that, uh, wind in your sales. And so talk to me about what SMPS is for those who don't know and uh, how that's really impacted your career. Yeah, so I appreciate you um, asking about SMPS. And it's uh, obviously something that I'm passionate about myself and our current president-elect who will take over uh, this fall after my term is done. Uh, Renee, she's a rock star. And really the two of us just 
collided um, kind of by happenstance a couple years ago. And um, first, SMPS is a national organization. It's geared towards marketers and business developers, um, but really anybody in the architecture, engineering, and construction industry um, who want to learn more about getting back to what we were just talking about, marketing, business development, um, developing relationships, and really learning how to make the industry a better place. Um, the construction industry and the adjacent parts of it are oftentimes behind in terms of marketing and people skills. And so when we can come together and collaborate on how to make the industry better from all points, whether it's marketing research, whether it's promotion on you know digital advertising, social media, video, um, or just learning how to network with people, um, that all falls under the umbrella of SMPS. So national organization, we were chapter number 59, which was crazy. Um, and so it's all across the country. There's even one in Canada as well, um, over 7,000 members and we're celebrating 50 years of SMPS this year, um, which is just amazing to think about how many lives it's touched along the way. Um, I know some people, and I'm certainly one of them, who attribute their career success to their SMPS network. You meet people um, all over the country, and you can hop on a Zoom call or call somebody up and never have met them before and introduce yourself as a member of SMPS, and it's like you've been family for two decades. And so um, it really is, it's so cool. such a cool place. And I can't imagine, even though I'm only four years into my career, I can't imagine my young career without SMPS. And so um, getting back to what Renee and I did, we founded the uh, first chapter in Idaho. There wasn't a chapter anywhere close. The closest one was out of Salt Lake City. Um, and Idaho had just never had the market to support it. And so um, obviously, you know, you lived here for quite some time. Um, Boise is booming and we wanted to be able to serve the industry here that's also growing as the building grows as well. And so um, we really had to plead our case to the headquarters team. There's a whole team on staff with SMPS back in Washington, D.C. And it honestly took about two years to recruit members. You have to have 30 members before uh, they considered you a full chartered chapter. Um, you have to get sponsorships and there's a lot of the back-end paperwork as far as filing with the state of Idaho as a nonprofit and all those things that I had no idea about, um, you know, being 24 at the time when we set out to do this. But fast forward um, two years, we're coming up on our first anniversary this June of being um, recognized as a chartered chapter. We're the newest chapter in all of SMPS. Um, and back to Tamarack Grove and the trust that they had, um, they said, hey, take the time and take the energy to build this thing called SMPS. We'll sponsor it. We'll sponsor you. We'll pay for your membership. Um, and without that, it wouldn't have been possible, at least not for what my uh, contribution was. And so it's been an amazing ride. I've learned so much about not only about marketing and business development, which is huge for my career, but also about people and relationships and how to assemble a team of unique individuals with unique skills um, 
that are just a machine. I mean, people give me a lot of credit, but I try to give it all to the rest of the team. We have um, our founding board of six people. Renee is one of them. She'll come up as president right after I'm done. Um, And then we have four directors who are just amazing in what they do. It's 100% volunteer, um, but we do anything from happy hours and coffee meetups, which everybody loves, of course, to um, panel discussions with developers and public agencies um, and virtual seminars for people to tune in all over the country. And so just to see what a couple minds in Boise thought of a couple years ago of, hey, do you think we could even do this? It's been tried before and it hasn't been successful. Um, Let's try to overcome that and really give the marketing community in the construction industry in Idaho a place to call home Um, because many people like me are a one-person team, two-person team. They're on an island and they don't have that network of people to to rely on and to bounce things off of. And so um, it's it's pretty cool and pretty surreal, honestly, to look back on the last couple of years and see the development of it, all the lessons that we learned, but now how many lives it's touched along the way um, and hopefully how many careers we can have an influence on in a positive way going forward. Man, that's so amazing. Like I, I just, I I'm, I've marveled at it from afar just because I think that SNPS is so important to people. Um, and I, I really wanted to bring this up because I think that finding your community overall, whether it's a marketing community, whether it's a CX community, uh, that we're trying to build without pace or, um, even here, I've met, uh, people at the innovation portal here, which is an entrepreneurial incubation center in Mobile, Alabama, which has been amazing. Um, it's just, really important for, for people to find their people in their careers. And so, you know, whatever you want to do, uh, this is what they, they should teach Mm -hmm. you in school and they don't is you have to go out and find your community. They're not going to find you. Um, and as much as there is, uh, open arms and, you know, uh, coffee chats and happy hours and things like that, like you have to really go out and find, uh, these organizations like SMPS, uh, like the CXPA, which is the customer experience professionals association, uh, which I found very early on as well. And so you have to go out and really find these people uh, that have similar interests to you, similar tastes, and really uh, just a network of people. Networking is is like, oh, you hear that in college and you're like, yeah, <laughs> networking. Like it's, you know, it's maybe not for me. It kind of feels a little sleazy. Like I have to network with people. Like they're gaining something from me. It's like, there really is, like once you jump in these communities, there really is like no, like, there's such a mutual benefit of meeting people inside of these communities that there really is no like taking advantage of somebody or, you know, doing this like sleazy stuff that you see maybe in uh, organizations that, you know, are you dreamt of in your head? And so I I really encourage people to do everything that you can uh, to join a organization like SMPS or like uh, the CXPA and join your tribe, join your people, go out and uh, either just listen or go out and provide some value. Like if if you know something about a certain subject, like go provide some value to those that uh, don't know and the young professionals that don't know. So uh, I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I my best wishes to you guys uh, in not only setting that up, but the longevity that you're going to have uh, at SMPS. But uh, speaking of longevity, my last question for you is kind of a callback, but I wanted to really touch on it for Tamarack Grove and talk about uh, loyalty and longevity at a company and your thoughts on, you know, how culture impacts that because there is so much 
so much just rhetoric and so many articles about like job hopping and how you can get sign on bonuses and all <laughs> this like noise really uh, around like how great it is to not stay at a company uh, for more than, you know, two years or three years. And so um, I know I'm on the other side of it. I'm going to just ask this without commentary because I'd love to know your thoughts. Like being at a company for four years and having the culture that you have, talk to me about loyalty to a, to a company and, you know, your thoughts on job hopping and, and really, uh, you know, providing value to a company and your, your thoughts on potentially staying with a company, uh, whether it's for four years or 40 years. Um, and if that's kind of your goal or what you see in that, the workforce as a, as a whole there. Yeah. I love that question. I think it's so important to talk about because, Everybody's talking about, you know, every LinkedIn article covers the great resignation and people are not in the workforce or they're only at a place for one year. And that's not what our parents' generation did. And I think we're starting to get back to that loyalty, or at least I hope so, because I know for me, um, when I was looking for somewhere to work right out of college, I wanted to find somewhere that was more than just an eight to five, more than just somewhere that I could go to the office, you know, live my life in the work hours and then go home and do something else. I wanted somewhere that honestly felt like family. And so that's how I landed at a structural engineering firm. Um, that's not what I, you know, when I'm five years old and people ask, what are you going to do when you grow up? I definitely didn't say work for a structural engineer, but I can tell you four years in that there's no place that I'd rather be. And it's because of the culture. It's because of the people and the family atmosphere that we have. And so I think, the ability to find people that are going to be loyal is so important when you're hiring because everybody has a need. Every industry is so busy right now. The construction world, as we see it, is oversaturated. There's so many projects going on. You always hear of material costs and labor shortages, and it's happening in every industry. Nobody can find good people to work. So how do you keep the people that are working for you now. Um, obviously, recruiting is a big part, but I would say retention is more important now than it ever has been. You have to show people that you care and not only care about them in their role, but care about them as a person, care about their family, their hobbies, their interests. And I can say with confidence, that's what I have here. You know, you say four years or 40. Um, there's no way of knowing what my future holds, but I do know that I'll always have a home at Tamarack Grove. Um, that's been a constant in my life, you know, in my short career so far. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. There's so much growth opportunity too. You know, you talked about being a small company earlier and the ability to wear multiple hats. And I think there's so much power in giving people the opportunity to grow. If they know where they're at right now, where they want to be and how they can get there. That's what's going to provide great retention rates for a company. If you invest in people, obviously salaries are important, but benefits, you have to talk about healthcare and vision and life insurance, all those things that are the intangibles, especially for young people. We're not thinking about that right out of college, but people start to have families, people start to relocate or try to buy a home. Um, there's a lot more things that come into play. And so all that gets back to retention, showing people that you value them. They're not just another um, you know, salary on the on the bottom line. They're not just another benefits package, but they are that person that you care about. You smile when you walk down the hallway, you ask how their weekend was, and you genuinely care. And I think when people 
feel cared about and feel valued, that's when they stay. And so I know that's 100% how I feel. Um, it took a lot of confidence for our team a couple months ago to put out a video called Be a Lifer. That was something that Brian came up with. And it sounded kind of funny at first, but the more that we dove into that concept, the more we thought this is bulletproof because why not make a video of the people that have been with us for, you know, four or five years or even beyond and hear personal testimonies of why they decided to join Tamarack Grove up front because you do have to get people in the door. But the biggest challenge, how do you get people to stay? And so we put that video out a couple months ago, really just capturing the stories and the testimonies of the people that have been here and have fully bought in. Um, and there will be more ownership opportunities in the future. There will be more offices in our future. There's so much that, yeah, we're turning 20 years old this year, but this is just the start. We're in such a young phase of who we are. Um, growing from even 40 to hopefully 50 people this year is a big leap, um, but we have big goals. We're not settling. And like I said at the very beginning, we have a culture that we want to share with others. And so the more people that we can bring in to meet at the end of the day, the demand of our clients and the relationships that our clients want to have. Um, it's all the client experience. It's all the experience that we all have here at Tamarack Grove. And um, I can definitely say with confidence, it's a place that I love to work and that I see myself at for a long time. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate that. And uh, your passion definitely shines through on everything Tamarack Grove, which is exactly what you want. Uh, if you're a founder, if you're, you know, even a coworker, just the the passion rubs off uh, whenever you're working with a with a teammate or somebody who is working on the same project. And I think that that passion really matters. And uh, I love your stance on, you know, being a lifer. I did see that series that you guys did. And uh, for somebody who is like prospecting and in a structure engineering company and stuff like that, I can't imagine a better message uh, to have for a prospect to be like, wow, like this company really gets it. This company really does want me uh, to stay. And not only that, they they want to give me the resources and the training to be able to stay uh, for, for that, you know, long haul that I'm going to be on throughout my career. So uh, that's absolutely amazing. So thank you so much, Duncan. I uh, I really appreciate your time and your story is incredible. So I'd love to have you on uh, once more here in the next couple of months, just talking about TGE. And I'm excited for 2023. You guys have a ton of big things coming up. Boise is exploding and I know you guys are accredited all through North America. So I'm guessing that uh, your job is not going to slow down anytime <laughs> soon. That's for sure. But uh, any place that we can find Tamarack Grove or any place that you would want uh, the listeners to follow you guys. I appreciate TV. that. Yeah. We, well, selfishly, I love when people follow us because that's a big part of my job, but um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Tamarack Grove Engineering. Um, we're also on YouTube and that's growing by the day with the different video series that we're doing. So definitely check us out on our social medias on YouTube and then our website at tamarackgrove.com. Awesome. Yeah. And all of those links will be in the show notes as well. If you guys haven't followed the YouTube series that Tamarack Grove has done, it's been awesome to just hear some of the perspective from all of the guys that work at Tamarack Grove and they do fireside chats, which is pretty cool. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys uh, for listening to Duncan and I this week and we'll see you next week. 